0: is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go! Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Here
1: we go! Let's hit the waiver wire. Let's go!
2: Now here's some combination of Adam, David, Jamie, and T. Well, Darren Sproles is out for the year. Is Wendell Smallwood, your waiver wire headliner this week. What does that say about the waiver wire? Welcome to the show. We're done with three weeks. Hope you're 3-0. If not, yeah, start playing some Fanduel. Go to FanDuel.com, com, sign up, and go to uh, the Join Now button. Click on the Join Now button. Our code is CBS Pod. You are going to get free entry into the NFL Sunday Million with over a million dollars in cash prizes when you make your first deposit on Fanduel. All you got to do is use that code CBS Pod. Void where prohibited. So, who's got some three and squads? Dave, Jamie, Heath. I have one. I have a few.
1: Uh Two of them came against you. Wow. I'm never bragging again, ever. I mean. So yeah, it's, uh, talk about that, Mr. Uh, Todd early on Thursday. It's
2: pathetic. It's pathetic. I mean, it's like oh, a time you've done that in your life. It's pathetic. I'm never doing it again. And that's the thing, like, and this is why I don't usually change my lineups based on what happened on Thursday. If I'm down by big, you know, a big amount, I'm not going to, you know, make a lineup change that I, I wouldn't ordinarily make to try to catch points because you just never know what happens. Like I had J.J. Nelson. I needed seven freaking fantasy points in a PPR league from J.J. Nelson. I got zero. I had C.J. Anderson in that league. I, mean, I had some total duds, and I lost to Todd Gurley. I was so kind. Of, I was like, there's no way I'm losing with Todd Gurley in PPR, and I lost. So good for me. And if if Geronimo Allison doesn't get tackled inside the five, if that goes as a touchdown, so that Aaron Rodgers, I would have won because Jamie had Mason right, Crosby. I had Crosby. Yeah, so screw it. You know what? I'm done. I don't want to play anymore. It's like you guys do the show. I'm so annoyed. So annoyed. Uh but I do have something very cool to tell you about what I'll be doing this afternoon. To to tease. It's coming in a little bit. Uh Heath any three and O's? I think I have two. So, nice.
0: that's okay. That's all right. I've got
2: 10
0: and 3 team still and that one's like I thought it was maybe my best team coming into the year, so that's disheartening, but
2: so it goes. Okay, today's Waiver Wire, and we'll talk about the Monday night game. And we should probably talk about the Sunday night game as well. And a lot of people have some Chris Thompson questions, so we will absolutely discuss Chris Thompson. But let's get started with your top three Waiver Wire priorities for Fantasy Week 4. Dave, why don't you kick it off?
3: I think you got to start with Wendell Smallwood and uh, the opportunity that should be ahead of him now that Darren Sproles has both a broken arm and a torn ACL it could be the end of the line for poor Darren. Uh, loved watching him play. And now Smallwood's going to get a big opportunity, or at least we think, working with LeGarrette Blunt After him, I don't know if there's anybody that I'm really dying to get off the waiver wire. I think it depends on what your needs are. Receivers like Sterling Shepard, Marquise Lee, Richard Matthews, those guys are out there. If you're streaming quarterbacks, I think Andy Dalton is the best you can do this week. And other running backs that are good pass catchers, Jamal Charles, Alvin Kamara, Andre Ellington. Did I
1: give you three? <laughs> you did. Are we still calling Jamal Charles a good pass catcher? No, because he doesn't catch passes anymore. I think he's still he a good pass it. catcher. I've not yeah. seen anything to suggest that he's bad at it.
2: Right. But
0: they're not giving him opportunities, yeah. so it doesn't really matter.
1: Right.
2: Yeah, it's interesting. Uh Yeah, I guess I looked at the running backs in, in the in what will be Jamie's waiver wire column, and it seems like Smallwood for sure. But it seems like I'll be focusing on wide receivers, maybe tight ends this week. I, uh Jamie, go ahead. Who's your Who are your top three?
1: Well, Smallwood would be one. Dalton would be two, and then uh probably the Jaguars' DSD
2: at the Jets. Yeah, what's their ownership, Jamie? Sixty percent. sixty percent. Okay, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Heath, top three for you?
0: I'll go Smallwood. I'll go Marquise Lee. Love the fact that uh, he's getting the targets at least, and I'll stay say Sterling Shepard.
1: Yeah, I give you. I give you. Want to fund Geronimo Allison's stat? Yes. Can you so say Geronimo played,
2: as you say it? I'm sorry? Can you say, like, Geronimo! Geronimo! Uh, yeah, okay. Allison.
1: Um, he uh, has now played four games in the last two years without Randall Cobb. And it's taking me a second to pull this up, sorry.
2: Aww. But in those
1: four games, especially the last two, uh, just go with the last two. He's been at least 12 fantasy points in the last two games without Randall Cobb on the field.
2: Okay. And you want a, an even less exciting stat? That Not that that was so unexciting, but also cool, but some... Okay, never mind. You want another stat about a wide receiver? Here it is. Tyler Eifert's going to be out multiple weeks. Brandon LaFell, he scored six touchdowns last season. Four of them came in games that Eifert did not play, and one of them came in Eifert's first game of the season when he played just 15 snaps. So maybe that's more for the 14-team league owners or deeper. But Brandon LaFell, I know he was a dud against the Packers, but, you know, he's got Cleveland.
0: Man, there are are a lot of good wide receiver options this week. A lot of them.
2: Yeah? All right, so... I
3: got a sleeper one. Is it Brandon LaFell? It is Travis Benjamin. Yeah.
0: Yeah, he's Robert Woods. There's another one. Hmm.
2: I don't want to have to rely on those guys, but... Paul Richardson? Uh, What if you have to? If you have to, then you hopefully are in a 14-team league. Would you rather go with Paul Richardson if Doug Baldwin's out? Potentially. Yeah. All right, we'll get into all that. We'll get into all that. But uh give me like a like a zero to ten grade on the waiver wire this week. I'm feeling like a four. Yeah, it's not good. Six and a half. I'll say seven.
0: Jamie, Nine. why?
3: Why so? I, uh, excited? I like the tight
0: end op- streaming options. I yeah. like. The, it's got great quarterback streaming options yep. this week. And there's a lot of wide receivers that have some like we haven't said the name Rashard Matthews yet, right? You I know. did. Oh, oh you Dave? did? Dave did. He like he's sixty five percent owned, so he's right at the threshold, but he's he should probably be number one at the wide receiver right behind Smallwood.
2: Smallwood. Compare Smallwood this week to like how you felt about Chris Thompson last week.
1: Um They're so different. Yeah. But I think you just got to look at it and say workload. He'll
2: All right, be there. Compare Smallwood this week to how you felt about Kerwin Williams after Week One. I like him more. Oh, much more. And I asked you two of you, uh, Heath and Jamie, on Sunday show which Eagles running back you like better going forward. I believe you said Blunt. you Still feel that way? Um, no, I'll take Smallwood. I think I
0: said Blunt and standard Smallwood and PPR. I'll, I'll, I'll agree, I'll and I'll go with that, that. Dave.
3: Uh, rest of the season I'll take Blunt.
2: Okay. In, in PPR too? I guess. Alright. Jamie, you're gonna be in Los Angeles this week. You better get some Roscoe's chicken and waffles, but that will not be, well that is the primary reason you're going, It's to try Roscoe's chicken and waffles. What is the secondary reason you are going to Los Angeles? I'll be at the uh, Chelsea Pub and Lounge
1: for the Packers-Bears game as part of an event for CBS Sports and Old Navy. So if you guys want to come out and say hi, I'll be there at 4 o'clock Pacific time, uh, my first trip to Los Angeles. I do not know if I'll have time to get to Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles, Adam, but I'll try. Uh, But I will definitely (laughs) be at the Chelsea Pub and Lounge, which is in Hermosa Beach. So come say hi. We'll talk, uh, we'll talk about setting your lineups and talk about Packers Bears.
2: That will be very cool. That will be very fun. And, uh, go out there and if you're in the Los Angeles area, Jamie's there on Thursday. And the Packers Bears is the Thursday night game, obviously. So, uh, we talked just, you know, usually we spend a little bit more time on waiver wire at the top of the show. So let's just do that real quick here, even though it's not the most exciting week. Some of the tight end streamers that you'd be interested in. And we'll, we'll come back to these guys. But Heath, you said, you know, good tight ends to pick up this week. Who are you looking at?
0: I'm starting with Charles Clay. He scored against the Broncos. He's clearly Tyrod Taylor's favorite option after LaShawn McCoy. He's his favorite option that's not a running back. And I expect the Bills are going to have to be chasing the score just a little bit more in this game at Atlanta. I like Clay's chances of getting another touchdown and, and six or seven more catches.
2: Charles Clay is the second most targeted player on the Bills, as Heath mentioned. And McCoy has 20 targets. Clay has 18. Zay Jones has 12. And,
0: Jay- and I don't think, like, the Zay Jones thing, I saw something that just shocked me. I don't know that he's gonna get a huge uptick in our targets anytime soon. He's seen 12 targets, he's caught three of them.
2: Hmm, that's not good. Maybe Jordan Matthews gets more targets, he has 11 so far in the season. And Jamie, you actually have Cameron Braid as your number one, uh, your number one tight end for this week. Giants. Yeah, but isn't Clay a little safer? Yes. Yeah. All right. So, so yeah, there are some options. Certainly, Safarian Jenkins, Ben Watson, more on that in a bit, in a minute. Look, I, I thought we should look ahead briefly to week five because there are some big time quarterbacks that will be on by headlined by my favorite Trevor Simeon, but also Matt Ryan and Drew Brees and Kirk Cousins. So if you want to make a pickup now for week five, maybe you don't have to do it tonight, but at some point this week, here are some of the best quarterback options based on matchups uh, that, you know, could be available in week five. And I'll just say Jameis Winston, he probably won't be available, but it's possible that somebody drops him because he's got the Giants this week. It's very unlikely, but Jameis Winston has the Patriots on a Thursday. Other, like, more realistic options, Jay Cutler against Tennessee. Cutler also has New Orleans, uh, Jack, uh, no, sorry, yeah, New Orleans this week. Uh, Tennessee next week, they've been bad against quarterbacks. Joe Flacco's at Oakland. Uh, the Colts, whoever their quarterback's gonna be, probably Brissett. Uh, they have a good matchup. Desha- San Francisco. San Francisco, thank you. Deshaun Kaiser against the Jets. Josh McCown in that same game at Cleveland Revenge Game. Minnesota at Chicago, although Chicago's been pretty good against quarterbacks at home. It's actually, unfortunately, not, not a great week. But I wish Cutler had done something against the Jets because he's got the, the Saints this week and the Titans next week and could be a guy to get you through those two weeks. And maybe he still will be just because he wasn't good against the Jets doesn't mean he won't be good against the Saints. And, uh, yeah, I guess we will uh, discuss Jay Cutler in a little bit. All right, who needs tickets? You better use SeatGeek when you need tickets. Why? Because you can go to any game or concert or theater or comedy shows that you want, and you can save 20 bucks when you buy tickets on SeatGeek with our promo code FFT. That promo code is FFT. Look, last week, actually, I was talking to my friend in Florida. He said he wanted to go to a college football game. I told him to download the SeatGeek app and do it, and he did. And and he was, you know, better for it because he bought four tickets, used our promo code FFT. Thanks, buddy. And he saved 20 bucks. And when you've already used the promo code once, you're still going to save money on SeatGeek. Because, you know, SeatGeek's whole purpose is to save you time and money. The the app, it searches multiple ticket sites. It finds the best deals. Makes this whole process very simple. So do what I do, everybody. Please use SeatGeek from now on. You won't regret it. And our listeners get $20 off their first SeatGeek purchase. Download the SeatGeek app and enter the promo code FFT. That's promo code FFT for 20 bucks off your first SeatGeek purchase.
0: I am on SeatGeek as we speak. Right now, looking at Jack Johnson tickets. Uh. I actually, air quotes, bought these tickets for my wife's birthday about a month and a half ago. Uh, I just gave her something saying that we were going to Jack Johnson for her birthday. But, I didn't want to buy the tickets then, cause they had just been announced and they were like 75 bucks, 100 bucks, and I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna watch the price on SeatGeek, and when they come down to a lower price, I'll buy them, and then we'll go. Beautiful. I still haven't bought them yet, the concert's next week.
2: Are you gonna go? No. Oh, we're going for sure. Uh, I was hoping you were going to say maybe, and then I was going to say, Heath, it seems to me that maybe pretty much always means no, because that's the only uh Jack Johnson lyric that I actually know. So.
0: Uh, no, Better Together, Banana Pancakes. Don't know Banana Pancakes. Upside Down.
2: That's, oh, Upside Down. I know Upside Down. Yeah. Speaking of Upside Down, Stranger Things Season 2 coming out in about a month. Looking forward to it. Big news. Andrew Luck might practice this week but will not play. We're looking at maybe week six or seven for Andrew Luck of two thousand twenty at this rate, but no, uh week six, week seven, those have been the reports. So he will miss Seattle, maybe miss San Francisco in week five at Tennessee in week six. Sam Brad Sam Bradford's status is unclear for this week. Are you planning on him playing? Nope. Nope. Um Melvin Gordon has a minor bone bruise in his knee. Are you planning on Melvin Gordon playing?
3: Yep. Yeah. He yep. said he wanted to come back in in week three, so
2: Cool. Uh, Pete Carroll talked about getting Eddie Lacy and Thomas Rawls more carries, and he said he couldn't do that last week because they were trailing. But, I mean, it's still Carson's job, right? Yep. Got to be. Rob Kelly's status is unclear. They have a Monday night game at Kansas City. Sproles out for the year. Ty Montgomery hurt his wrist. We don't think Montgomery is going to miss any time, right?
0: <laughs> but they – cannot bring themselves to put anybody else in the
2: game yeah
0: <laughs> like he hurt his wrist and he's over there on the sideline like you good you good then he played
2: 96 percent of the snaps crazy they got the thursday game but he should be fine um matt forte is a toe injury and here we go the spoiler i teased it here it is i am going to the city today to interview matt forte how cool is that
0: wow that is awesome are you going to tell him how much time you spent telling everybody that ball pal is better than him
2: Oh, yeah, I was the only one in the fantasy community that that thought Bilal Powell would be better than Matt Porte. No, but I'm going to ask him a super controversial question about what everybody's talking about these days, and he is the best person to answer it. I am going to ask him Chicago-style or New York-style pizza and uh, see what he has to say. So get He better give that.
0: the right answer. Yeah,
2: he better say New York. He'll oh, say He'll say
0: Chicago. New York. He's in New York now.
2: Julio Jones has a minor back injury. He should be fine, Julio Jones? All right. Doug Baldwin, I'd like him to
3: score a touchdown one of these weeks.
2: Yeah, you, you never know. You never know. Doug Baldwin has a groin strain. We don't know the severity yet. Tyler Eifert, multiple weeks he's going to miss with a back injury. How droppable is Tyler Eifert?
0: I've got him in a couple of deeper leagues, and I'm not going to do it yet. Uh Drop him. 90% droppable. There are some deeper leagues where I wouldn't. Right. And if you drop him, you should change your team name to Tyler Eifert. Hurt. <laughs>
2: Uh, and do you expect the following players? Jordan Reed at Kansas City on Monday night? No. No. Alright, well, if you don't expect him, then Vernon Davis is definitely somebody that we should be looking at on waivers. He's 5% owned. Uh, we don't expect Kelvin Benjamin. Nope. Michael Crabtree. Nope. Really? Okay. Uh, Sammy Watkins. Not as of now. Randall Cobb. Nope. Same. Quick turnaround there. Corey Davis, nope. John Brown, double nope. J.J. Nelson, and when I say, do you expect, do you expect him to show up in the stat sheet in Week Four?
3: I would hope so. I thought he'd show up this week.
0: Just awful. Three
3: targets, no catches. Tough that's go of
0: just it. Pathetic. I don't know why you'd ever throw the ball at anybody but Larry Fitzgerald.
2: Oh, that's why he's in a good mood. Oh, that was so much game. fun.
0: <laughs> he played. Glitz. He is. He is incredible. He is not incredible. He's a
2: possession receiver. He had a great game. Are you
0: kidding me? Did you want You just why
3: don't no, you watch some? He had a
2: great game. He had a great game. Absolutely. He had
3: 15 targets and 13 catches. You give almost anybody in the league that type of work
2: and they'll do well. He, he, he did, did pretty damn well. Did you
3: did you see the catches he made? He last made night? great the, catches. The touchdown was awesome. The 37 yard play was awesome. He had a very good game. A I was he had 21 yards.
2: I was prepared to talk about this because I knew Heath would want to like. He averages 11 yards per catch now. That's what he is. Like, the last five years, he basically averages like 11.2 yards per catch. He's not a great player. Great players don't average 11.2 yards per catch. He's
0: the third best receiver in the history of football.
2: He might be. Oh, no. That is a wow. Outrageously stupid comment. Oh, my God. Jerry Rice, Randy Moss. Calvin Johnson is the number two receiver in the history of football. Nope. And then Randy Moss might be three.
1: You're you're saying Calvin's better than, than Jerry and Randy? Absolutely,
2: than Randy Moss. Absolutely. Wow. Jerry Rice. Randy Moss. Larry Fitzgerald. Cal – you real? Oh, okay. Um, I think I think Antonio Brown may be there now. He might be at three. Fitzgerald's had a great career. He's a top ten receiver, but um, maybe top five, but he ain't Calvin Johnson. Alright, Heath, I want to introduce a, a segment to this show that we do on The Baseball Show. Hey real quick. Hey real quick's fun, right? We like Hey Real Quick.
0: Yes, now this, this, we're going to be quick with our answers and the questions or we just elaborate on the questions. I, can, I always get this mixed up.
2: <laughs> I don't know, let's figure it out. This is our first time okay. on FFT, so. Hey real quick, guys. Chris Thompson or Isaiah Crowell in PPR, rest of season? Thompson. Wow. Oh. Uh.
3: Look, I, he's not, Crowell's not, no, catching I'm not the disagree ball. With you. Not, he's <laughs> he's not, getting not getting a good rushing it. average. That offensive line isn't doing what we think he's doing. He's not getting as much work as we thought. He's also not scoring touchdowns. Uh, if you had told me before the season started that he'd have as many touchdowns through three weeks as Julio Jones, <laughs> I would be excited.
1: You'd, you'd co-sign that one. I'll say
0: Thompson, but and he Definitely does. Thompson this week.
1: Jamie, who you got? Yeah, you have to. I don't know. Cause I mean, look, if Rob Kelly's out weeks and, and P. Ryan's out weeks, he's going to get more work.
3: He might get more work anyway. Oh, I think, I, I think I, they've agree. got to, they don't have to turn him up to 20 touches a week, but 12 to 15, that should be the range at this point. And Cousins clearly is in love with him. This is the guy who's costing Jamison Crowder the breakout year we had. Uh, I not just, to mention to an extent Terrell Pryor
1: too.
2: I well, they just want to say something. <laughs> I, well, it, not him,
1: not Thompson. No, but I mean, Cousins does what he did Sunday night with Pryor and Crowder, Crowder doing, doing
2: nothing, right? All right, I, I, I'm hearing what you're saying here, and I'm seeing the emails and the tweets from our listeners, and I am thinking that Chris Thompson is just a beautiful sell high candidate right now. And it, yes. of course, it, yeah. And, and look, he's never had more than 12 carries in a game. P. Ryan has been bad. You know, he's like he hasn't shown us anything, and they still didn't he is give. Bad. He might be. I mean, now look, we thought maybe Melvin Gordon was bad. He ended up being a good player. You know, P. Ryan might is not. It's not doing well, and they still won't give Chris Thompson more than eight carries last week. And that was with Piron getting a little banged up at the end of that game. So I don't know. I, like, when, when Kelly gets back, I don't know how many carries that Thompson gets. And you just can't rely on long touchdowns. They are, they are as fluky as it gets. You can't rely on long touchdowns. So I'm not necessarily disagreeing with your answer, Thompson versus Crowell. But people are super high on Thompson right now, and it might be uh, time to sell. You know, would you, would you rather have I, I
3: don't, I just, I don't know how much you can get from him.
2: I think you can get a lot. People, People are really if high. If you're talking
3: trade with a total noob in fantasy, you can probably rip him off.
2: Somebody said on Twitter, like, Chris Thompson's the top 10 running back rest of season. And I just, I don't think, I don't think that's I don't know close if I believe that.
3: I think the 14 touches that he had last week is
2: a career high for him. I know 12 carries is a career high and he's only had one game with more than nine. Uh, real, hey, real quick, Todd Gurley or Ezekiel Elliott? Ezekiel Elliott, by the way, two straight games, less than four yards per carry. He had two such games last year. One of them was his first ever game against Giants. So kind of weird. He's not dominating. Todd Gurley or Ezekiel Elliott?
0: I might argue that Zeke's been better in two of these first three games than he was last year. He has two of the three weeks this season he has the most yards after contact.
2: Uh okay, well sorry, could you give the, a, the a, line's hey, just not been good Hey hey real quick Zeke or Gurley Zeke. Zeke Zeke, it's if you this is
0: I I wrote about selling Todd Gurley yesterday. If you can get a star, do it. Zeke. I agree with the guys. Zeke. Okay. Uh,
2: he also is on pace for sixty catches. He had thirty two last year in fifteen games, Ezekiel Elliott. Uh hey real quick, Terrell Pryor or Willie Sneed? Wow.
1: I'll take the unknown. I'll take Sneed. <laughs> You'd rather have that, wouldn't you?
3: Uh, You've got to figure at some point. Prior turns it around.
1: Yeah, yeah. I,
0: I'm gonna. I don't like Prior. Prior. <laughs> you don't. You
3: don't like saying it, and neither do I. But you realize what he is and what his role is.
0: I'm just. There's a chance. Like another couple of weeks of this, and I'm gonna be saying
1: what? Like he had one year. Well, I just In want to go back career. to something which. I I know I briefly mentioned it, and I don't think we really talked about it too much, is when Coleman was out, Pryor's numbers exploded last year. Mm-hmm. When Coleman came back, he was still good, but he wasn't as good. And so you're seeing him when he has to share the field with other guys that maybe it's just the, the, the focus is not the same for him uh, with the targets, and he's not living up to the potential. I'm just wondering if after week one – Cousins began
3: souring on him because you see 11 targets in week one. And he had six catches, but he only had 66 yards. And then after that, two games with four targets, two games with two catches. He hasn't scored yet, and he hasn't had more than 31 yards in a game since week one when he had 66. So eventually he's going to put it together.
2: Okay. Well, Terrell Pryor, people are asking if they should drop Terrell Pryor. It's probably a little premature.
3: The better question, when when you ask about whether or not you should drop a guy, If you saw that same player on the waiver wire in a different league, would you pick him up? Would you put in a waiver claim for him? Give up absolutely nothing to get him. And for me, the answer is yes. I would
1: absolutely put in a waiver claim for Terrell Pryor. So that means I can't drop him. He was one of the guys that I looked at and said, do I put him in the column now? No, it's too soon.
2: Do you put in a waiver claim for Jamison Crowder? Yeah, I still do. Yep. Okay. Would you rather have Rashard Matthews or Jamison Crowder?
1: Matthews right now with Davis Hurt.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Alright, let's talk about last night's game. Dallas 28, Arizona 17. Would you believe that Arizona had the ball for 36 minutes and 15 seconds? Dallas barely had the ball in this game. They had some long, long plays, short possessions, and, and struggled for a half. Uh, yeah, Dak Prescott, 34% started. He's the number 11 quarterback in fantasy. Or he was the number one, number 11 quarterback in fantasy in week three. Actually be interested to see where he ranks right now. Cause he's done very, very nicely. Respectable games against the Giants, the Broncos, and then a big game yesterday. So, so far so good. Schedule's gonna get a lot easier for them. I don't know. Any major takeaways from the Cowboys side?
3: Uh, the game was basically how Dallas wants to play football. Which is be balanced and be efficient. Which is what they ended up being. At least the final sets say that they've started off a little slow. And then when they got the short field in the second quarter, they seemed to really turn on the Jets. And Dak scoring that rushing touchdown, I feel like energized the whole team. Their offensive line did a lot better. And Dak was able to, to attack downfield. The touchdown to Bryce Butler was great. You asked where he ranks right now among fantasy quarterbacks. Dak is eighth. You've got Brady first with 90 fantasy points. He's far ahead of everybody else. And then Dak has 63 fantasy points. This is a standard scoring league. 18, 19, and 26 fantasy points through mm. the first three weeks of the season.
2: And standard scoring with quarterbacks, we mean six points per passing touchdown in CBSports.com leagues. Uh, the Cardinals scored 17 points with 36 and 15, 36 minutes and 15 seconds of possession. Jamie Palmer scored 25 points. Very good. Uh, <laughs> didn't really feel like it was very good, but he does get the His The line was disaster. Horrible. Oh, terrible. Missing their left tackle and it shows, but their right tackle, Veldir, played awful. Uh, what do you think about Palmer going forward? Is he somebody we can rely on this season? Can we rely on him in week four against the Niners? What do you think?
1: Week four for sure. I mean, you just saw Jared Goff carve up that defense. So yes, at home, you know, I I think I mentioned this last week that, uh, the time zone change, the time change has, has been something that's impacted him over the course of his career. So this is, uh, this is one of those situations when he's at home. It's an opponent he's familiar with. He should be fine.
0: Yeah, I, I was. I thought considering the circumstances and the way that his offensive line played, that he played very well last night. I don't have any problems starting him against San Francisco. And looking at his upcoming schedule, I, I think I'm probably fine starting him for the next month.
2: Yeah, San Francisco at Philadelphia. We'll see about the health of their secondary. Tampa Bay at the Rams, then a bye, then at San Francisco. And then it gets tougher. But we'll worry about that then for Carson Palmer, who's 75% owned. Uh, any reason to own a Cardinals running back?
3: Ellington, I think, is their best guy. And I think he's also a good pass catcher out of the backfield. But he's going to get hurt eventually if they keep using him. If you're desperate, he's the guy, I guess. Chris Johnson's had it. He had an opportunity last night. He was terrible. Looked
2: awful. He's not good. Ellington, Ellington interests me. Like I might, I might go for Ellington this week. Maybe it's not a waiver claim. Maybe it's a free agent pickup on Wednesday. But just to see what happens, it's, you know, kind of feels like Smallwood, where we think he's the best guy. Just give him the chance. But it also kind of feels like Chris Thompson that he probably won't get that much work. But yeah, it's not a great situation, obviously. And, uh, drop JJ, would you rather have Jerron Brown or JJ Nelson rest of season? JJ
0: Nelson. I'll stick with Nelson. Mm -hmm.
2: All right, but Brown is getting more targets, and even last week he had 11 targets. He had six yesterday. He should have had two touchdowns. He had one call back, and I'm sure we don't care about Jermaine Gresham, who had five catches for 47 yards. So let's get into the waiver wire. Some news and notes real quick. John Harbaugh says he doesn't want to play in London anytime soon. They had a terrible showing. Ravens are better than that. We'll see how much better. Uh Tampa Bay linebacker, Levante Davids, week-to-week with an ankle injury. we got to check on all the injuries on defense for the Buccaneers. They faced the Giants this week. Probably don't need that many guys. Seattle left tackle, Reese Odiambo. Yes? Mm-hmm. All right. He's got an ankle injury. It's the last thing they want. They're already down one left tackle. Time for the dropo meter And the dropo meter we have, I think, ten guys suggested by the Twitter folk out there. Terrence West. On the dropo meter from Ronnie. Three and a half. Zero? Who's dropping
3: Terrence West? I don't know if I'm starting Terrence West, but I don't think I'm dropping
2: Terrence West. Yeah, zero. When my voice gets that high, it means I really mean it. So I'm going three and a half. Okay. That's still pretty low. That's still not a drop. Right. Uh Hunter Henry and Jamison Crowder from Andy.
3: Two zeros for me. I would keep them. Yeah, I
0: think I agree. Maybe a one on Crowder.
2: Terrell Pryor. Not a one on Henry, huh? The tight ends
0: just make me want to puke.
2: <laughs> <laughs> they do.
3: Absolutely. Feels like there's three good ones and that's it. Terrell Pryor.
2: Zero. Zero. And, uh, who's next? Baltimore DST. Eight.
3: Yeah. Ten. They've got Pittsburgh. They've got Oakland. Then the Bears, then the Vikings, and the Dolphins, and the Titans. It's not great. Eric Decker. Ten. Ten.
2: Ten. Jacquez Rogers.
3: The only way I would hang on to him is if I'm in a league and with Doug Martin on my team, and I'm desperate I wish you would just stop that in a league. (laughs) If I'm in a league. (laughs) If I'm in a fantasy league, I would drop him. Look, I've got him and Doug
1: Martin on a bunch of teams. I'm going to hang on to him for at least one more week. Six. Yeah, I, I'm in a in a tough spot where I have uh I have only one roster spot to play with, and I have Martin and Rogers, but I got I got to move on from Rogers because I'm not gonna play him.
2: Yeah, I I don't know if this matters to you, but kind of sneaky. If Olivier Vernon does not play this week, they're gonna struggle against the run. They haven't been great against the run, and he I know he's a defensive end, he's very good against the run. And when he, he left is. he left last week late, and that's when uh, Clement scored a touchdown and they ran right at that side. So, quiz Rogers against the Giants, it's not ideal. Uh And, yeah, we're not enthused, but thought I'd bring that up. Uh J.J. Nelson, drop-o-meter? Zero.
3: Zero, zero. Two. Yeah, zero. You're Paul. giving a two to J.J. Nelson and a one but to—
0: J.J. Nelson had one good game. No. He scored each the first two Two nine. targets last night. Three targets? Three. Don't take away his extra target. You know, <laughs> three of them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying that you should drop J.J. Nelson, but he's not undroppable. He's not some star player that we've got the little asterisk next to his name that we don't want to drop him. He also came into
3: the game banged up. There's a chance he played decoy last night. Yes. Paul Perkins. Oh. Twelve and a half. Fifteen. <laughs> he's saying a number higher than fifteen. Nine.
1: Tyrell you're Williams. Tyrell Williams. Hang on to Paul Perkins. Possible. Don't hang on to him? Paul. Perkins. You, on to Paul Perkins. So, in, in some scenario, you're hanging on to Paul Perkins and dropping turns. If one, I
0: put one at a nine and one at a two, that's not what I'm saying at all. That's I a ridiculous agree.
1: notion. I agree. Tyrell Williams.
3: Oh, uh, I it to work out so bad for him. Uh Ten.
0: You know yeah. what? Yeah. Two. Really? Two. You don't believe that. I don't know why I would think that J.J. Nelson is better than Tyrell Williams. I'll say seven. That seems like a ridiculous notion to me. Less
1: mouths to feed.
0: Less mouths to feed. That's. that's I wonder a good, though that's if you look
1: if, point. If, if you look at it over a ten game sample size. When they are both at their best, who's better?
2: Tyrell, Fantasy I bet. point, like. I would. Well, that's a good point. But you know, but it's all Tyrell. You have to look at him in ten games with Keenan Allen. You know, he, he's so much. Better without Keenan Allen.
1: That's no, that's, oh, no, that's but, a fair point. But the only reason J.J. Nelson is really good is because
2: John Brown's not healthy. Possibly, uh, probably, yeah. Uh Cooper Cup zero to ten.
1: I actually think he's a decent sleeper this week. Yeah, if, I'm not dropping him if Sammy Watkins is. Right. If
0: Watkins is out, he, he is a decent sleeper. I'll say two.
2: And Jeff Steele asks about Corey Davis. Corey Davis zero to ten.
1: Zero. Zero, but his ownership is amazingly low.
2: Corey Davis, what is it? It's
1: like in the 50s.
2: All right. Well, he's hurt right now, but we we know there's a lot of potential there. Time to talk about quarterbacks, but... If you're 0 and 3, if you're 3 and 0, you should just want to play more fantasy football. So try Fanduel and use our promo code CBSPod when you sign up. Fanduel is fantasy football for everyday fans. Not only do you get to play more fantasy football, you get a chance to win some money. Uh, I'm on a two-week winning streak in my 50/50s. Good for me. Contest start at just <laughs> one buck. <laughs> I got, I got to hold on to something. It's been a rough start to the year. Contest start at just one buck. You know what you should do
1: buck. is, is, uh, is, is promote. The, uh, players you're playing against when they do well Thursday night. No, shut up.
2: (laughs) There's a contest out there for everyone. And the best way to win money is not to select anybody in the bonanzas. So that's just what you should do on FanDuel, but you already knew that. But in all seriousness though, I really do love playing on FanDuel. Oh my god, you bonanzed the week last week! No, we had a great week! No,
1: the fantasy week was terrible. You didn't give a bonanza and the whole week went kaput.
2: I don't know about that. I no, thought was great, it, it, it was a great, it was a great week. amazing games. Yeah, we had a great week of fantasy. A lot of say fantasy you bonanza. He the whole the week. Week. I did not, I, I didn't so. pick a game. I can't bonanza the week. I didn't pick any bonanza. Exactly. So Karma just went on the whole week. See, I, I know that like, you know, you, some of your picks were not what you wanted them to be, but it was a great week of football. It was exactly what we needed. It was beautiful. Uh, more on FanDuel real quick, guys. Go, go to FanDuel.com. Click the join now button. Use our code CBS pod. New users get free entry into the NFL Sunday million with over a million dollars in cash prizes when you make your first deposit on FanDuel. So just go to FanDuel.com and sign up with the promo code CBS pod. Again, FanDuel.com. CBS pod is the, pro- CBS pod is the promo code. And that's void where prohibited. We've got some team name Tuesday in a little bit. First your waiver wire, your quarterbacks to pick up. So. Luck, no. Bradford, we don't know. And uh Kirk Cousins, maybe you want to look. Kirk Cousins has Kansas City on Monday and then a bye. So maybe the Cousins owner wants to be taking a look at the waiver wire. But Andy Dalton is the head of the class. How much do you trust him at Cleveland this week? Lots. Four straight games, of at least 20 fantasy points. Against
3: Cleveland? Against Cleveland. Browns have allowed multiple touchdowns to every quarterback they've faced this year in the history of the time. (laughs) No, I think at one point they might have played a bad quarterback. Uh,
2: Okay, but just real quick on that. like They gave up 20 fantasy points to Roethlisberger. Not not bad. 18 to Flacco. 29 to Brissett, but he actually only threw one touchdown. He ran for two. Yeah, Dalton might run for one.
3: He's done that before. And I I just feel like this is
0: a get-right spot for Cincinnati's offense. My only concern is... And we saw it happen against Green Bay. And Dalton had 20 fantasy points. He had a good day, but just barely. And it's because he only threw the ball 27 times. And that's because of that pick six. They had a lead. And when they have a lead, they want to just run the ball and run the ball and run the ball. I expect them to have a lead in this game. He's going to have to be very efficient to have a good day. And I'm not sure he has the upside to have a great day. I have him outside of my top 12, but I
1: agree that he's a good streamer.
2: Are you guys starting Andy Dalton or Matthew Stafford this week? Stafford's at Minnesota.
1: Dalton, no, no, no trust in Stafford this week. I mean, the Vikings have been amazing.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, Jared Goff is a streaming option this week. He has the Cowboys on the road. We need Sammy Watkins for this to be a start, a sleeper or no?
1: I do. Yeah, I, I wrote in the column that, um, I, I would take Watson ahead of Goff if Watkins is out.
2: You take Watson ahead of – okay, Deshaun Watson. That's our next streamer. He's up against Tennessee. They've given up a lot of fantasy points to quarterbacks. I think a lot of it, though, was – well, I mean, it counts. was Russell Wilson. Uh, I'm just – we got Dalton. We got Jared Goff. We got Deshaun Watson. And we have Blake Bortles, the fourth guy in, in the column here at 21%. Maybe it's not the best week <laughs> for quarterbacks.
0: No, no. I, I actually like Watson quite a bit. Yeah, me too. I, I was impressed by – First off, like the Patriots' defense is not good, but what's the, the like we said? The one thing you always say about Belichick is who's he going to take away? And there was no taking away to Sean DeAndre Hopkins. He was seven for eight, averaged nine point five yards per attempt. The Tennessee Titans don't take away anybody. I think he took away the run game.
1: I think okay. Trying to make Deshaun Watson beat him. Yeah. He didn't take away Deshaun Watson's run game though. No, and that's a nice thing. He's got a hundred yards rushing in two games, two starts. Right. That that all he has to do. If
0: he can just average 50 yards a game on the ground, which I think is reasonable, is he just that's the, reasonable? Yeah, he's he's if he runs the ball seven or eight times a game,
1: well, I don't no, 60 is 50 is reasonable. I would say 30 is reasonable. I I think a lot. how many quarterbacks 40s. in NFL history have averaged 50 yards rushing a game? That's <laughs> don't, a don't lot. you think Cam? that's
3: something that could be game flow dependent for Watson? That when they're playing from behind and the pressure's on, he's going to start to try and take
0: things into his own hands. I would think
1: that happens this week.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Tennessee doesn't scare me at all defensively. And they may get fuller back. Watson's my favorite streamer. Over Dalton. Over Dalton. Really? It's
3: the start of three straight home games for Houston, too. They've got Kansas City at home in week five, and then the Browns
2: in week six. I'm sorry, I am not putting my trust into Sean Watson. He's had one game with more than seventeen fantasy points. It was a very good He's game. He's only had last two week.
0: starts. Fifty percent of his games were more than seventeen fantasy points.
2: Uh okay, that's a good point. Yeah, he had seven he had seventy fan, seven fantasy points against Jacksonville. He actually came in and did alright against Jacksonville. He, I forgot he only played a half in that game. Ah, uh, yeah, I can't do it. I'm sorry. I just I'd probably go with Sta uh, I don't know if I go with Stafford over him. It's a pretty low. You would go with Stafford ceiling. over him. I would not. I wouldn't either. I'd go Watson over Stafford. Wow. I think I'd go. Well, I'd, I'd go Carson Palmer over him. Yeah, I would too. I, I agree, agree with that. Him. Yep. yep. Pa- Palmer's seventy five percent owned. So for some people, I'll tell you what. Palmer if I'm the Cam Newton owner, I'm moving on to Sean Watson right now.
3: Yep. I would. Where take, was Cam on the dropometer, gentlemen?
2: Uh, he's in the drop list for Jamie, but I would take Jay Cutler over to Sean Watson. Cutler against New Orleans. Yep. I would too. I would not. I would take Watson over Cutler. Okay. I know Cutler had a horrible game. They played so badly, uh, but. It's still New Orleans, and it doesn't mean that he's doomed every week. And, no, yeah. but you know what scares me about
1: Cutler? Just, not that he can still get stats, he could have a Jameis type game. Where, he get, they get behind, which is most likely gonna happen, cause their defense is not good. And he starts getting turnover prone.
2: Yeah, Cut- yeah. Oh, that's always the risk with Cutler, for sure. Right. Okay, and then Bortles, Bortles is behind Watson, he's behind Dalton, he's behind Cutler, like would you had Cutler or Bortles this week? Cutler. Cutler. All right. So Cutler fifty seven percent owned. Uh if anybody drops Trevor Simeon, he's got Oakland at home. What do you think? Could he have ba- have a bounce back game?
1: The only guy I'd start him over that we've talked about is Borles. I would start Simeon over everybody but Dalton.
2: Dave, Simeon or Dave, for you, Simeon or Dalton? Simeon and Simeon or Watson?
3: Dalton, Simeon, Watson.
2: Where's Cutler? Simeon or Dalton.
3: Cutler. I have color over Simeon right now,
2: and I Palmer. Like a lot. Palmer's ahead of them. Uh, I'm sorry. What'd you say, Jamie? I like Simeon a lot this week. I'm hopeful. You know
3: who's buried behind all these guys this week for me is Derek Carr. Yep. yep I don't know where sure. you guys no, put Derek Carr. I, I know, I'm sure you guys didn't like him coming into the week, but I've got him 22nd among quarterbacks. I hate the matchup for him yeah, against no, Denver. Yeah. No. He's, he's I have second week in a row yeah. on the
2: road too.
1: Terrible track record. Not playing well.
2: Where do you guys have Cousins this week at Kansas City? 19 for me. Uh In that range. He's also behind Deshaun Watson. Okay, so the cousins, cousins, Stafford, and car owners need to be looking for quarterbacks this week for sure. Uh Last guy, they have no running game. They might be playing against a banged-up defense, more of the front seven. Any interest in Eli Manning coming off a 28-point yeah. game? Yeah.
1: Depends if the defense is healthy for Tampa Bay. But if they don't have
3: Brent Grimes or Levante, Levante David's out, Noah Spence, is he going to play? A lot of there. question marks. Jamie, you really nailed it. If, if they're, if, if several of their starters are out, it's going to make the matchup so much easier for everybody on the Giants, including the offensive line. And it should put Eli in a position to put up numbers. I don't know if it's going to do anything for their run game. No. But it's <laughs> no. going it, to, it's definitely going to give Eli a chance to
0: get some nice numbers over 30 or so pass attempts. I ranked Eli based on the players that finished the game for Tampa Bay last week, and where do you have him? He, I've got him 14th ahead of all the guys we've talked about.
2: Wow, He's like
1: 15 from
0: that range. Yeah, I've got him 16.
2: Okay, Manning is 66. But I would start Simeon
1: over him still. Me too. Color ahead of Eli? I would put Eli ahead of Color. It's easy to say that Color should do well against the Saints, but it's easy to say that Color should do well against the Jets. I mean, they just looked awful.
3: They, they couldn't run the ball at all, and they they gave up on it. And I don't know how time of possession went in that game.
1: Oh, that they had 27 yards of total offense at the half. Yeah, right. And we, like I know that
0: Cam is not Cam anymore, and he's not necessarily good. But are we sure that Cutler is better than Cam? Because Cam didn't just
1: have a good day against the Saints. Well, Cam also lost all of his weapons. I mean, you know that's a big part of it. Right. He, and he his, was also and, way off target. And I just center, think Cam might be toast. His center was out too. So, but this is now three straight road games for the Dolphins. Not good. I thought this was a home game. I'm
2: sorry. No, they're it's in London. London. Oh, okay, okay. It's that. Uh, the Dolphins, by the way, had the ball for 23 minutes and 52 seconds against the Jets last week. Jets had it for more than 36 minutes. To yeah. the running backs. To the running backs. But first, I want, just want to remind you, uh, if you want to watch any football on your computer or any mobile device, your local NFL on CBS games are live on CBS All Access. Here's the URL to go to, cbs.com slash NFL. CBS.com slash NFL. Free trial. Start watching games. Start watching more games. Start, you know, very, uh, very good stuff. Running backs. Okay, so, Garrett Blunt could be available in shallower leagues. Duke Johnson could be available. He's 69% owned. He had six catches for 81 yards. Only two carries last week. He did have a, a rushing touchdown. He's the bronze version of Chris Thompson. And which, Chris, which Chris Thompson would you prefer? The Washington version or the Cleveland version? The Washington. The one that doesn't play in Cleveland. <laughs> okay. So then here, here are your priorities of running back. Wendell Smallwood, 17% owned. Deontay Foreman, Jamal Charles, and Devontae Booker. Alvin Kamara, Elijah Maguire, and Jamal Williams. And Brandon Oliver, uh, just in case there's a – just an, an emergency. Yeah, just
1: in
3: case – No an Andre Ellington on the list, huh?
2: I, I put him in – I didn't put it in
1: the ad guys. I put it in when you're dropping Kern Williams, look at Andre Ellington.
2: So, yeah, Foreman – so Smallwood's obviously the head of the class here. Foreman, Charles, Kamara, Elijah McGuire, Jamal Williams, Brandon Oliver, Devontae Booker. Some of these guys are, are handcuffs. I don't know. Give me your Jamie, – Jamie, how are you phrasing – How are you framing running backs?
1: It's obviously not a lot of great starting options for you. I mean, I think at best, Smallwood is a flex right now. So you're looking at, you know, Foreman taking on more work, although the snap count doesn't necessarily work in his favor so far, but he's looked very good, you know, at at times in the last two games. Um, Jamal Charles looked great last week. He's averaging, uh, five yards a carry. So that's impressive. And you would think that the Broncos maybe start to give him a little bit more work. You know, he's only had about 10 touches a game, but, you know, he's looked good in those 10 touches. Um, You know, Dave mentioned it with Ellington. You know, he's he's looked like the best Cardinals running back, but I think that's going to be kind of game flow dependent. Like, if they're ahead of the 49ers this week, I don't know if if Ellington has a bigger role. And maybe they go back to Colonel Williams after Chris Johnson's failure. But um, it's it's not the best of weeks, you know, like what we had last week.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. Who's the best lottery ticket here? Ellington, Elijah McGuire, one of the Broncos guys, Deontay Foreman. Can
0: we call Foreman a lottery ticket? Because if so, I think it's it's easily him. He, he has looked there, – there's a spark there. I'm not sure that we're going to see it this year, and it's without a Lamar Miller injury, but there, there's something there.
3: There's definitely something there.
0: I would put Alvin Kamara
3: right behind him, though. As far as long-term guys that you want to stash, I just have a feeling that the Saints are going to – Maybe not turn to Kamara as a full-down player, but I think he'll get plenty of – he'll continue to get plenty of work. He hasn't really gotten a lot of carries. I think that can go up. i still – Adrian Peterson just is wasting time in that backfield. Mark Ingram's is really good. I think the coaches like Camara.
2: Okay. Uh Right. Drop list: Thomas Rawls, Paul Perkins, Kerwin Williams, all pretty droppable. So we have to talk about you, wider – Hold season. on a second,
3: Adam. Hold on. Mm-hmm. Would you pick up Thomas Rawls if you saw him on your waiver wire?
2: For me, only you if I owned Chris Carson. Leaks and the answer is no. If I owned Carson, I would. Maybe.
3: Maybe. I, I would, too. I, I would definitely take Smallwood over him. And I think I'd consider the other two that we talked about just now, Kamara and Foreman over him, too.
2: So he's kind of hit the, the end of the line here. Heath, let me tell you something. Our our Heathum team yeah. is good. We're going to be in good shape.
0: Which oh yeah, we had a, had a, a rousing victory this week thanks to Chris Johnson for being awful.
2: We're in good uh, shape. We got Chris Carson. I I am happy about it. We just traded we made a slide trade last week for Chris Carson, giving up Lamar Miller and I think we got a better wide receiver in return if I recall. Uh, we
0: are the lowest scoring team in the league by more than 10%.
2: I don't care. Like things are looking up. <laughs> Arrows pointing up for We scored 211
0: points in 3 weeks. Uh, yeah, but we are- Awful.
2: We don't have any kickers, so. Or, or quarterbacks. Or quarterbacks. That is true. But nobody needs a quarterback these days. Team name Tuesday real quick here. Turn Burkhead and golf. That's clever. Excellent. I wince because it hurts. I think that's like I wince. I like, it's actually right. good. Yeah. I didn't get that at first, but I guess I should've. I probably didn't have to explain that. Uh, Zeke and Julio down by the schoolyard.
1: Any chance to sing?
2: Any chance to sing? But I feel like, do you guys know that song yet? Yes. Okay, good. Because previously it was a it was a mystery to some of the FFT members, and this is a good one. Boyd Where Prohibited." It's funny. Okay. The
3: winner is the first one.
2: Turn Burkhead and Goff. Yeah. Wide receivers. The winner, by the way, is all of our listeners for having a team named Tuesday. But wide receivers, all right, Willie Sneed's 84% owned. Alan Hearns is 76% owned. You can check for them. Do you like Rashard Matthews better than Willie Sneed and or Alan Hearns?
3: No, but it's close.
2: Yes. Uh, Does he
3: have staying power? Can he do this all year?
1: Yes for this week, no for long term because if Davis does come back, he'll be the best receiver there.
2: All right. Marquise Lee, number two for Jamie. After Rashard Matthews, he's 65% owned. Then Marquise Lee is 50% owned. Josh Doxson. Look, if they're, if they're not happy with Terrell Pryor, maybe Doxson starts getting more work. He had just one catch. It was a 52-yard touchdown. It was a great catch against the Raiders. Uh Will Fuller is 6% owned. Is Will Fuller going to play this week? He's looking like it. That's what Bill O'Brien said. Makes Deshaun Watson better.
0: Yeah, Deshaun Watson's going to be so good.
2: All right, there are a lot of names here. There's... Rashard Matthews, Marquise Lee, Doxon, Fuller, Sterling Shepard, Paul Richardson, Kenny Britt, Geronimo Allison, Devin Funchess, Taylor Gabriel, Robert Woods, Robbie Anderson, Jeron Brown. Dave, as you look at this list, who's got the potential to be fairly consistent, reliable for fantasy owners?
3: For me, it's Sterling Shepard who I think has become the number two receiver for the Giants. Brandon Marshall just hasn't played well. I think Eli's recognized it. Furthermore, this is a nice, easy target within 10 yards for Eli to hang on. When he drops back, there's a second and half. Oops, there's a defender in my face. I better throw it to the hot read, and that can be Shepard. I think that he's going to continue to be very good value as a third receiver in PPR leagues. Could work his way there for standard leagues, too. Don't forget that he caught eight touchdowns last year, and he had a big play last week. So he's got all sorts of great talent.
2: Yeah, and he, he should have had two touchdowns last week. He dropped an easy one. He yep. was also yep. inches short of one. By the way, I don't think the Eagles had a sack against the Giants. They they changed their offense. They are now they've gone back to get the ball out really quickly, short passes, slants, and that's probably a Shepherd thing, right, Dave? That's better for Shepherd than Marshall. Absolutely. They no. should never run the ball again. Probably not. <laughs> he's
0: the don't, running game. Just don't ever run. Like Lucas just got Madden for the first time this year, and he's <laughs> trying to understand why anyone would ever do a running play. He's like, I, I don't understand. If you get so much more pa- yards, so many more yards on pass plays per pass play, why wouldn't you just throw it every time?
2: It's not a bad point. It's not a bad point. Two
0: games to share already for Shepard with seven catches.
2: Nice. He's fifty-five percent owned. How good? And one could of those Paul- Beckham did play. Uh, and one he- of them,
3: Beckham did play, and he had one hundred and thirty-three yards and a touchdown. Hmm?
2: Yeah, how good could Paul Richardson be or Tyler Lockett if, I guess the Colts this week at home, if Doug Baldwin is out?
0: This week at home, they could be very good. I, I have a trouble, I have trouble with both of these guys on a season long basis because they're just, they've been so inconsistent. I don't expect this to be a long term injury for Baldwin. And if you're needing one receiver in a deep league, they're a fine option.
1: Although Vontae Davis expected to return, and Davis would probably match up with either Richardson or Lockett.
2: Geronimo Allison, Jamie, 13% owned. You had that stat about him earlier, uh, today, earlier on today's show, but it's a quick turnaround. They got a Thursday game home against Chicago, so gonna be tough for Cobb to get back. Uh, would Allison be a top 30 receiver this week?
1: If Cobb is out, he's in the conversation, yes.
2: Yeah. Okay, Will Fuller, Josh Doxson. Which one of these talented young players has the best chance to hit long term? Doxson.
0: I'd say Doxson. I agree.
2: And what's your interest level in Jerron Brown at 5% owned against the, uh, no, not the Niners this week. Who do they have this week? I'm yes. sorry. Yeah, he does have Oh, like it the is the Niners. Niners. I keep getting the Colts. I keep getting the Seahawks matchup and the, uh, Cardinals matchup confused. Yeah, it's the Niners at home for Jerron Brown.
3: I don't mind the matchup. I I, I I kind of feel like you've got to be in a pinch to trust Jerron Brown in your fantasy league. He's a much better over Two games
1: though.
2: Yeah, he looks he looks pretty good out there. Should have had two touchdowns. Yep, should that's have. another one with almost two touchdowns. I don't. In our IDP league, it's a really deep league. We have like 28 man rosters or something. I have Devin Funchess. He's been so bad, but there's gonna be targets, you know. Like there's gotta. But be he only catches value. about
3: half of them. <laughs> I know.
0: Like that's his thing. That's his hang-up. Hang up.
2: At New England, though, you feel like there should be some opportunity for Funchess. But he's not that good. Yeah. I
0: oh, yeah. I, I agree. Like, I expect him to get 10-plus targets, which means five-plus catches.
2: But, but yeah. I don't know. He's got to get in the end zone. He does. That'd be nice. All right, tight ends. Tight ends. We got uh, kind of an interesting list here. Cameron Brait. He had a touchdown at Minnesota. Why is Cameron Brate number one for Jamie? Because he's facing the Giants. They've been awful against tight ends. But uh I don't know. I'm sorry, Jamie. We're, would you rather have Brate or Clay? Are you going to change that? Are you going to make Clay number one? Yeah, I'll make Clay number one. All right. So Charles Clay is our number one waiver wire tight end. It would look great like if you're just streaming for
1: this week, though, because I do think Brate's situation.
3: Yeah.
2: Bad. Yeah.
1: Really?
3: They're both top twelve tight ends this week, but I like Brate better too. Okay, because of the track record of this Giants defense, and they're banged up.
2: We did say though, Clay has the second most targets on the Bills behind Sean McCoy. He's at Atlanta, so those, I could those, maybe those put Brady right ahead of
0: Clay in a standard league just because of maybe a higher touchdown chance against the Giants, who always give up a touchdown to a tight end. In PPR, I'd still rather start Clay this week.
2: Ben Watson, three. He's forty-one percent owned. He had very, very few targets, catches three catches, twelve yards, and a touchdown at Jacksonville. Well, in London. He's got the Steelers this week. Ryan Griffin is 1% owned. He missed week 2 with a concussion. He came back in week 3 and had 5 catches for 61 yards and a touchdown on 6 targets. And Tennessee is, they were horrible against Seattle tight ends last week. So Ryan Griffin's there. Austin Safarian Jenkins. Evan Ingram. Vernon Davis. David Njoku. Mercedes Lewis. How about this hot take? If Jordan Reed is out this week, I take Vernon Davis over all these guys. All of them but Clay for me. Maybe even over
1: Clay. I would put him behind Clay and Bray
0: for this week. And I don't think we should sleep on Ryan Griffin as, as more than just a, a one week option. If you look at what okay. he and CJ Fedorowitz did last year, they did, which part of it was Brock Osweiler, but Griffin's first big game back, Watson was targeting him. Fedorowicz isn't going to be back until at least midseason, if at all. Griffin's the guy, and uh right now the second-best option in the offense.
2: So anything else, Dave? Anybody you want to highlight here? Watson, Ingram, Njoku?
3: Njoku's interesting if you're looking for a stash in a deeper league. Okay. His, his playing time's only going to go up as the season rolls on.
2: He's yet to have 30 receiving yards, but Najoku's only 10% owned. But you like Evan Ingram better, right?
3: I think Russ's season, it could be pretty close. Obviously, you're going to see Ingram continue to get four or five catches per game like he's been getting. So that might make him a little
0: more safe. Here's a fun question. Mercedes Lewis is 0% owned. He just caught three touchdown passes. What should his ownership percentage (laughs) be tomorrow? What should it be or what will it be? Either one. His ownership
3: percentage should be zero. You're not going no Like, we have some— What leagues. are you going to do with him? Really?
0: At the uh, Jets. How many times did we see this Jets? last
3: year where, where we had a guy— How many times did we see Lewis get
0: three touchdown passes? Not Lewis. Or anybody. I think the, the history will be, of guys getting three touchdown passes and doing nothing after that is pretty small. We saw
3: it, like, twice last year with tight end. I mean, Jesse Wayne James— Wayne Allen did it in a game last year. Three touchdowns. Next week, he did nothing. Didn't Jesse James have two in week one? And then he came back the next week, and he did absolutely nothing. His ownership percentage will be 9% after this week.
2: That's about right. That's probably where it should I, be, right? Yeah, I think it's probably be 10%. Okay, we'll give him 10. We'll give him 10.
3: Then. Are you picking him up in any of your leagues, Heath?
0: There's uh, only one
3: league I'm in where I, if he's out there, I'll pick yep, him up. there's one league I can think of that I would it's pick him up for the sure. the 24-team office league where tight ends get a point and a half per
2: catch. Let's go to DSTs, guys. DSTs to stream this week. We like the Jaguars. They're 60% owned. They're at the Jets. The Bengals are at Cleveland. Deshaun Kaiser's thrown seven picks in his last two games. The Packers have the Bears on Thursday. Although, you know, Atlanta and Pittsburgh didn't do great, but the Bears in their one road game, they gave up a lot of fantasy points to Tampa Bay. This will be their second road game. The Falcons have Buffalo. And I've got one. How about the Lions at 11%? The Lions are 11% owned. They are the number two DST in fantasy right now. And they're at Minnesota, and I just don't buy Case Keenum. I know he was great last week, but I don't buy it. I think the Lions are pretty sneaky at
1: 11%. They were fluky last week with how they got their DST production. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I'm not really that excited about them.
2: They have a good I, my, defense,
0: though. If, if, if I want a sneaky, own in less than 12 percent defense, I'm going to go with the Jets. Okay. Just hope that Bortles becomes Bortles. Just hope Bortles, Bortles.
2: Bortles gonna Bortles. So Taylor Swift. He's done said. that
0: what once, right? What's that? Just one game so far, right? Yeah, They get one Bortles and yeah. one uh, Bortles. <laughs> last, Bortles week, last week and was a Bortles, Bortles too. Like he does that sometimes also.
2: Yeah, he does. And kickers: Blair Walsh, Nick Folk, Phil Dawson, Jake Elliott. Stupid Jake Elliott. I hate you, Jake Elliott. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> that was what a little editorial comment.
1: Your team's three zero.
2: Falcons. Best concession prices in major sports. I'm a Falcons fan now. Sorry, Falcons Yay. fans. Yay. <laughs> uh, that's going to do it for fantasy football today here, our Tuesday waiver wire show. Hope it was helpful. Good luck to you out there. Tomorrow uh, we do some some trade talk and find out. Well, I'm going to air the Matt Forte interview on, uh, on Saturday after the mailbag. So I won't tell you which pizza he prefers, but it better be New York. For Dave Heath and Jamie, I'm Adam. See you later.
1: Bye.